This is the Hans Shot First Podcast. They don't know it, I'm telling you. We'll be talking in-depth about common movie moments from my dead body. With the mix of all things pop culture along the way. Yeah, all Scott. Okay. Welcome everyone to Hans Shot First. I'm Jeff, joined as usual by Scott and Alex. Say hello. Hello. Hey. This week we're talking about The Simpsons. Specifically, Deep Space Homer. Or Ric Flair. I don't know what's going on here. But... uh, this came out in 1994, season five, episode 15. Um, this particular episode was written by David Merkin. <laughs> um, <laughs> I had other people on here: staff writer Bill Canterbury, David X. Cohen, and I don't know. That's all it has in the writing credits here. And come on, the Simpsons cast: Dan Castanella, Julie Kavner, Nancy Cartwright, Yardley Smith, Hank Azaria, Harry Schur. And special appearances by Buzz Aldrin, James Taylor, and uh, there you go, and Maggie Roswell, NASA scientist number two slash <laughs> Peggy Bundy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, well, we'll get to that. Yeah. <laughs> so, Alex, you nominated this. What made you pick this episode specifically? Uh, just because it was, it's one of those memorable episodes that I quote. Uh, I'd say above average. Because there's a lot of really good stuff. I mean, in all, I, I don't, I don't know if Alex episode. saying he quotes it more than in episodes. That's saying a lot or not. <laughs> it is because Alex, all he does is quote Simpsons. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's true. Uh, yeah, it's nice to just do a specific Simpsons episode from the Golden Age every once in a while. And I thought, hey, why not this one? Uh, real, real quick again. Uh, we, we've talked about this before, but what constitutes the Golden Age? Seasons three through, I'd say, eight. Okay. Maybe seven, but definitely eight. I have no number to tag on this, so... <laughs> yeah, I got nothing on it either. I would say, yeah, I'd probably say at least the first ten seasons, but I don't know. That was already 20 years mm-hmm. ago. Mm-hmm. <laughs> It's um, so like after Who Shot Mr. Burns, it was still really good, but that's when it kind of started sliding a bit. Not by much. Well, but I after... certainly can't solve this mystery. Can, can you? you? Who, but... me? Well, we'll try. Man, that's <laughs> I, am the, I am the chief of police. <laughs> we'll try. But yeah, uh, definitely after season 10, that's when it started really petering off. All right, and so this is 1994. I was still watching Simpsons religiously, I'm sure. You guys were too? Oh, yeah. Probably I, don't know about this. Re- I don't know about religiously, but yeah, I was definitely watching. So Sunday night, 8 a.m., 8 a.m., 8 p.m. Yep. All right. All right, well, let's get into it. Uh, as usual, we're going to just pick seven items from the episode to discuss. So, uh, Alex, what's your number seven? Um, for this one... For, for these episodes, I think I'm going to give myself a little bit of a challenge and go for the really obscure stuff, uh, since uh, I'm sure you guys will cover all the rest of the other other things. So my number seven is a very... I had to research this a little bit. When they get... When the family's uh, on the Beverly Hillbillies car and they're going to Cape Canaveral because Homer's, you know, got chosen 
to be trained uh, to be an astronaut, there's a sign that you see for that's the shot is held for a couple seconds and it says Cape Canaveral, formerly Cape Kennedy, formerly Cape Arbuckle. Yeah. <laughs> so you know, it's just one of those things like, oh, okay, I don't, you know, whatever. But it turns out, and this is like the going theory here, is that Cape Arbuckle refers to Fatty Arbuckle, who was on trial, and this gets really dark, for um, the rape murder. of... Murder and rape of somebody mm-hmm. at a party. But he got... Uh, he was innocent. Well, he was declared innocent. But that completely... That still black li- got him blacklisted from Hollywood. He got... You know, he didn't get jobs. His career's over. So, I think the joke is that it was named Fatty Arbuckle in honor of him. And then after that happened, it was named Cape Kennedy and then Cape Canaveral. Okay. (laughs) I actually didn't like the gag watching again of them coming in on the Beverly Hillbillies. What? It was too, like, like, it made zero sense. (laughs) <laughs> well, yeah, it's just because they're moving on up in the world. He's, they're going to keep. No, I, I no, I got. Space. I understood the reference. I got the reference, but it was just like, okay, we'll just have him on this car for absolutely no reason. Well, yeah, it's The Simpsons. <laughs> All right. Well, that leads to my number seven, <laughs> the Beverly Hillbillies car. Yeah. Well, my number seven is. This is a negative. There were three things in this episode which did. It felt more like. Family Guy to the Simpsons yeah, yeah, was yeah. the car coming in, him turning into Popeye, yep. and him turning into Nixon. Nixon like, yeah. That's not very Simpsons-esque. It was really weird, and I totally forgot about those, and it didn't feel right to me. Okay, yeah, so I, I'm glad I'm not alone with that, because I'm, I'm definitely not the same level of, of... I mean, I love The Simpsons, but it, like with Star Wars, I'm not the same level as you guys uh, with the fandom. But yeah, it felt, it felt like outside of a normal Simpsons kind of internal logic. Yeah, like, I don't know, I just, morphing into different, especially the morphing into Popeye and Nixon just felt un-Simpsons to me. Um, oh, the gravity was bending time. And reality. <laughs> yeah, well, whatever. I, I, that was negative, and then I also thought the, just, yeah, out of nowhere on the Beverly Hillbillies car was strange. So, that was my negative, my one negative for this episode. Negative. Otherwise, <laughs> otherwise, great episode. So, Scott, what's your number seven? Uh, I, so something on the same lines, but it's more just like easily dismissed. I thought was hilarious is that Homer has the direct line to not only the director of NASA, but to the president. Yeah. And it's funny. Mm -hmm. There's no explanation for it. Like, (laughs) like he tells the, the, and then that whole little sequence is hilarious. He tells the NASA director to shut up and then he tells Clinton to shut up. (laughs) (laughs) But he has the numbers. Like, ow, it doesn't make any sense, but it's hilarious. It is hilarious. All right. Uh, Alex, number six. My number six is the prank calls. So that not making sense is funny, but the Beverly Hillbillies isn't? But that's just like, uh, like that's a whole visual gag. Like, why would they have that car? Why wouldn't they? Like, how do you physically transform? Like, it doesn't it doesn't follow the internal logic of what's going on here. Whereas, yeah, maybe through some crazy circumstance, he did get a phone number. Like, it's just a phone number. Uh, it's a cartoon. 
It is, but Simpsons <laughs> always like it never had like whoop, like sound effects. It's always had this like they have sound effects, but not like that. Not like uh, cartoony. I don't. It, for me, Simpsons was never like that, and I just. But they, yeah, the crank calls. That's since like episode one. Like that, we make sense. I know it's not a crank call, but I don't know. For me, it felt different. So, <laughs> all right, if you guys say so. Yeah. But yeah, the prank calls were awesome, and you you don't hear President Clinton on the other line of the phone, yeah. but you still know if, if there's anybody that knows how to get tang, it'd be you. <laughs> Shut up! <laughs> and you know you know Clinton asked the same question. Hey, how'd you get this number? <laughs> you know what? That Tang joke completely went over my head until you said it just now. Yeah, because that's what he's calling NASA. Okay. Well, no, I get this. How come I can't get no Tang around No, here? but Poon Tang, is that what you're getting at? Yeah. Because I didn't think of that until right now, too. Yeah, yeah. I just thought that was the next in line. Well, if the ass doesn't know the president, well. <laughs> Damn. That's good. <laughs> <laughs> well, there that's you go. Hilarious. That's hilarious. All right. Um,. Oh, I'm looking at the wrong. You're number six. My blue milk. I'm looking at the list from last week. Okay. Uh, <laughs> my number six is all the carbon rod jokes. Just mainly like Bart. Hey, do you get to meet the rod? <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. They were going to show close-ups of the rod. Oh, God. Just... Honorable mention to the <laughs> it's a popularity contest. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. The... Uh... It just will the use of the rod when he accidentally rigs the door closed. Homer, if that holds, we might just get back into space. Aww. <laughs> oh, smash you good. Beautiful face. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, just Bart so obsessed with the rod. <laughs> oh man, they were going to show a close up of the rod. That's my number six. Scott. Uh, number six is uh, Buzz Aldrin. Uh, by. It had a few funny lines, but uh, uh, my favorite was when he first gets introduced. <laughs> and uh, this is the the NASA director says, "Oh, he's the second man to walk on the moon." And then he says, second comes after first." <laughs> and they just stare at him for a second. <laughs> <laughs> that awkward silence. Oh man, that shit's hilarious. <laughs> uh, just the his his delivery on it, and the <laughs> and then the way they just like look at him like. Okay. <laughs> uh, if that is his real name. Yeah, if that mm-hmm. is your real name, Buzz. Buzz. Uh, All right, yeah. Alex, number five. Number five is <laughs> the mention of the tiny screws. So when Homer first turns on the TV, they're, they're, uh, he flips out. Well, first the TV laughs at him after he says, TV laughs with me, not at me. <laughs> God, he flips it on you, stupid dog. <laughs> he just changes the channel randomly, and it goes to a NASA 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 uh, rocket launch, and they're going to test the weight the the effects of weightlessness on tiny screws. And then later on, they have an awesome callback with Buzz Aldrin when he's when Homer smashes into the ant colony. And Buzz Aldrin goes, oh, no, now we'll never know if ants can be trained to sort tiny screws in space. (laughs) (laughs) I like on the newscast, this has wide range of results. (laughs) Everything from watchmaking to watch repair. (laughs) (laughs) I I loved how they they tried to make it as boring as possible. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) 
The crew is manned by the three musketeers, and I mean that literally. <laughs> we got a mathematician, a different kind of mathematician, and a statistician. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. That's good. Mm-hmm. Is this... Did this come out before Apollo 13? It must have, right? I was wondering about that. It did, because like, I know 94, I think, is Forrest Gump, and I think Apollo 13 came after that. So, yeah. So just the whole thing, and that even that we're talking in the seventies, where people were uh, already bored of space launches. <laughs> Apollo mm-hmm. 13, 1995. Yeah. All right, uh, my number five is you guys already talked about it, but it's the <laughs> all the phone calls and how come I can't get no tang around here? <laughs> and just him, <laughs> hello NASA. I just may be an average blue collared slob. <laughs> Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Flesh. Flesh. <laughs> oh, yeah, the Clinton one, which I didn't even get the reference till now, but uh, just, shut up. <laughs> All right. Uh, Scott, number five. Number five, uh, Ken Brockman. When the, <laughs> at, after Homer has, has broken the, the ant farm and the ants are flooding in the, the capsule with, with them, uh, they they go to the camera feed inside the capsule, and there's an ant right in front of the camera, and, <laughs> and Brockman immediately assumes that there's space ants that have taken them over, and they're coming to Earth. And they, I, I like how there's like a graphic for it right away too. <laughs> yeah. They put up in the the line that we've, uh, you know, you talk about quoting this episode. Uh, yeah. This line might be quoted more than anything else out of this episode. Uh, with different variations, uh, but the I for one welcome our insect overlords. Yep. <laughs> yeah. I totally forgot it was this episode. Yeah. So so did I. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, he's he's used that line at least one other time. Right? Am I crazy? I don't think so. Yeah. Like ready for a tree. Ready for a treehouse episode. Anyway. Uh, but yeah, we use that line all the time for for different things. <laughs> uh, just replacing insect with, with whatever case may be. Uh, mm-hmm. but, uh, yeah, <laughs> and then he has to apologize later. <laughs> like, it's, it's not the greatest government, but it's the best the one... government we have for now. <laughs> for now. <laughs> yeah. I, for one, welcome our insect overlords. Is my number five. <laughs> All right, Alex, your number four. My number four is they only use this twice in the whole episode, but they start counting down for the rocket to to launch. <laughs> Three, two, one. Make rocket go now. <laughs> and then the rocket had to lift off. And then <laughs> later on, when they get the idea from James Taylor uh, to uh, uh, blow the hatch in order to get all the ants and chips out because it's wrecking with other systems, Buzz Aldrin goes, three, two, one, make hatch blow now. <laughs> so... <laughs> It's just nice to think that, oh, maybe the old school NASA guys would just always say that it was part of the protocol. 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 That was good. (laughs) Make Rocket go now. (laughs) All right. uh, My number four is the Planet of the Apes. Wait a minute. (laughs) There was only one danger. They sent us to that terrible Planet of the Apes. Wait a minute. Statue of Liberty. It was our planet. <laughs> you blew it up. 
Uh, so good. And as with most things, I saw this in The Simpsons before I actually saw Planet of the Apes. So, yep. Spoiler alert, Simpsons. Chivas. <laughs> uh, but yeah, uh, awesome. <laughs> and then Barney passes out. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that, all right, Planet of the Apes, my number four, Scott. Okay, my number four is uh, when they're going through the checks um, before they lift off. They have the the children's letters to God. Yeah. <laughs> and then on the bag it says uh, um, jettison. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, that was a dark joke, but it made me laugh. Mm-hmm. Anyway, yeah, just real quick, yeah. So the, there's this bag of letters the children have written to God, and they're just gonna fucking dump it as soon as they're in the atmosphere and let it burn up. <laughs> Good, right. good gag. It is a good gag. That's Alex, nice. number three. My number three is <laughs> that one NASA scientist and the blackjack that he's always <laughs> carrying around. And I never knew what a blackjack was. I had to look it up. But uh, <laughs> he's always using it. <laughs> like, every chance he gets. He just they knocks it in the... to become astronauts. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. I know. <laughs> I don't think that was necessary. They wanted to become astronauts. I know. <laughs> He almost hits James Taylor with it. He uses it one other time. Well, when he over says the two sweetest words of the English language. Oh, yeah. t Wham. Where'd you get that? Sent away. <laughs> oh, boy. Man, he had that thing ready at all times. <laughs> all right. Well, my number three, as I already mentioned, is the Ant Overlord, uh, Kim Brockman. Freaking hilarious. And I totally forgot that was this episode when all of a sudden he showed up like is this it this yeah that's i was thinking the same thing yeah yeah uh yeah i welcome comes back and yeah i may have overreacted <laughs> yeah. the picture on uh, tape to the wall so good all right scott number three uh, my number three is uh um so after the scene that i'll mention later uh there's a little, a little sequence that i'll mention later uh Homer is picked to, to go out into space by default. And he starts doing the default, default. The two sweetest words in the English language. <laughs> it might be the second most quoted thing out of this. Um, <laughs> yep. Although there is something later that, that I think Jeff's quoted more than I am next to that's coming you know, up. But anyway, uh, highly quotable, hilarious, and it shows what an idiot Homer is. Oh, um, <laughs> Mm-hmm. All right, Alex, number two. My number two, and uh, I know this is on your list, Scott, so I'll keep it brief. But when uh, Barney gets himself a jetpack <laughs> and it runs out of gas, and the two visual gags that follow are some of the greatest writing that I've ever seen in my entire life. Mm-hmm. It runs out of gas, and he crashes, <laughs> stumbling on the roof of a pillow factory. <laughs> slam, 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 lands on the concrete, and then a semi-truck runs over him, and it's just a tanker that says marshmallow. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so man, good. you can't write that. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> Still gold. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
All right. Well, my number two is the same thing, but I'll, I just included the entire Barney sequence. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, Homer, since I've quit drinking, I've regained my balance and diction. I'm the bottle of a modern major general. He's all perfect. Then they give him the goddamn non-alcoholic. It begins. <laughs> <laughs> Oh God! That was not that guy like champagne. That's <laughs> yeah, I don't understand it. It begins. Oh God! It's such yeah. fucking brilliant writing, man. Yeah, <laughs> then yeah, you said landing on the yeah, f- the sequence. roof of the Pillow Factory, getting run over by a marshmallow truck. <laughs> Just the, the tragedy of, of Barney Gumble. <laughs> All right. Well, what's your number two, Scott? Uh, my number two is the. Again, this is this is you know, this is borderline here, and uh, as far as the nonsense goes. So <laughs> no, probably, this is not nonsense. If you're going to say what I think, yeah, Alex is going to call us out on this mm-hmm. again. But fuck you, Alex, because <laughs> all the times we got to call you out on shit. Anyway, um, uh-huh. it's it's when they talk about. What if people find out that we secretly been sitting chimps in space all this time and they come up with dungeon beings? And then the, the chair turns around. No. I don't think we'll be telling them that. Oh, God. And then he, gets up, and he gets up and just does like typical monkey noise. Ooh, and he's on roller skates. And he just goes away. Oh, God. I don't think we'll be telling them that. That delivery. Oh, man. God. Smoking a pipe. Yeah. I yeah. forgot. I forgot that was just an episode too. Oh. Nope. I don't think we'll be telling you that. It's the best thing ever. <laughs> it's so good. Uh, we should have done like top five like monkey scenes from The Simpsons. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Bet and Mojo. <laughs> Apes are popping. Apes. <laughs> Homer's King Kong. No, I don't think we'll be telling them that. Oh, God. I don't know, I know Jeff ever. used to say that all the goddamn time. <laughs> and I did, and I completely forgot yeah. about it until this episode. <laughs> all of a sudden, I saw him with a border, and they, he said the line, what if we tell him? I'm like, oh, shit. Yeah, I completely <laughs> forgot to. Oh, God. All right, well, what's your number one, Alex? My number one, and I didn't appreciate this until much later in life, but James Taylor... <laughs> Just awesome delivery. Uh, I like Buzz Aldrin and all in this episode, but James Taylor just kills it. Uh, <laughs> he's like, uh, no offense, Mr. Taylor, but right now we have a very serious uh, condition up here, <laughs> and we're not in the mood for your bittersweet, bitterswift folk rock music. Bitter Listen, Swift. Buzz, <laughs> I'm not as laid back as people think, <laughs> so I'm going to play, and you're going to float there and like it. <laughs> <laughs> I like how the NASA director calls him like a... a... He's a rock troubadour? No. He, unkept I, youngster? Yeah, unkept <laughs> youngster. <laughs> it's awesome. He's just singing the song, Sweet dreams and flying machine and peace is on the ground. Oh. Uh, <laughs> I shuffle. Sweet, sweet dreams and flying machines flying safely through the air. <laughs> yeah, that was good. Uh, and then <laughs> once his plan backfires... He's just standing around. He's like, oh my gosh, this is a disaster. He's like, gotta go. <laughs> and he drops his guitar while he runs away. 
Oh, that gets me every time. <laughs> it's a clank. Oh. James Taylor. Remember when we saw James Taylor at uh, John Williams' concert? Is that the one where I wasn't there? Uh, oh, that's right. Been. Yeah, I was there for that. Isn't that... We, so he went out there to play guitar, and then somebody was reading a poem from uh, uh, Hemingway, with the Reaver, or something like that. And we all just got up and went to the bathroom. Yeah, Because we were Because we weren't there to see James Taylor. No. Unkempt. Yeah, unkempt youngster that he is. All right, well, my number one is the super smart monkey. Oh, my God. I... You've got it's, a thing for monkeys. I do. And the, no, I don't think we'll be telling them that. <laughs> the British accent. <laughs> Skates away. He's in a suit. And, oh, fucking. <laughs> Who writes this stuff? Apparently David Merkin. Yeah, name like that. It's got to be good. Mm-hmm. All right, Scott. Number one. The non-alcoholic, non-alcoholic champagne. That little <laughs> sequence. Barney instantly devolves back into his, <laughs> his his drunken ways, even though, again, there's no alcohol involved. Mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah, the it begins line. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and then the... <laughs> oh, God. Yeah, it's like, you know, if we were going to pick our like top ten favorite Simpsons, Simpsons scenes... Of all time, that one would be on there for me. Yeah. All right. Uh, I don't have any honorable mentions, but I did want to ask. So, Alec, you said you were doing some deep dives here. Uh, when Mr. Burns is presenting the rod, he's <laughs> he's doing some speech. Is that from something you guys know? Because I didn't recognize it. I, no. it's, it sounded to me like he was like, like as if he was like, like one of the Mexican. Uh, I don't know aristocracy putting down the revolution <laughs> that's what yeah. it sounded like to me <laughs> yeah but it was not yeah. for anything specific or i don't know no it was oh, just okay. a general thing and a shiny new donkey to whoever brings me the head of, of colonel montoya <laughs> yeah <laughs> and by that i mean it's time for the worker of the week award <laughs> compadres <laughs> all right do you guys have any honorable mentions or no uh, yeah the the two tv references the home improvement when he runs over Wilson. That's pretty funny. <laughs> back uh, in jail for me. Yeah, back in jail for me is probably the funniest part of that. <laughs> and then he goes, the ho, 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 after he oh, says it. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> Married with children. <laughs> Al, I want to have sex. Uh, no pig. <laughs> then the camera pans out a little Blush. bit. And he flushes the toilet. <laughs> yeah. It's right there it's in the living room. Yeah. yeah, it's right next to the sofa. <laughs> uh, no uh. pig. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I don't want to mention to that one joke <laughs> that was funny, and then everybody got, and then it got real for everybody. <laughs> when Bart writes "insert brain here" on the yeah. back of Homer's head, everybody starts laughing, and he's like, "I want to see," and he just starts running in circles until he's like curly on the ground, just spinning round and round, trying to see the back of his head. Everybody's laughing, and then slowly their laughter starts petering out because Homer's not stopping. <laughs> just going <laughs> running in circles on the floor, and both the kids just stare at Marge <laughs> as if to say, 
this is our father. Yeah. <laughs> Why did you do this to this mom? Yeah. And Marge just feels, oh, she's so dejected and sad. That's a that's a downer joke. Yeah, the uh, itchy and scratchy episode was pretty strong. <laughs> I my favorite part of that was when he actually like holds him up against like he start taking him to the rings of like Saturn or whatever. With the rings actually a bus. <laughs> yeah. Gets him in there. <laughs> My favorite part is right after that. See, he's trying to get get to his legs, but they start burning up in reentry of the planet. Yeah. <laughs> Scratchy just goes, eh. He just shrugs it off <laughs> before Itchy grabs him again and then kills him. Uh, so the other thing that I did like is uh, when Homer's eating the chips and it's doing the um, the song that Scott was singing at the very beginning, which is from 2001, and the whole spin shot, which is the beginning of the movie, yeah, right, yeah. where it's docking. Mm-hmm. I like that, which I don't think I got the first several hundred times I watched this before I actually started <laughs> watching movies. And, stuff. and then the shot at the very end is also 2001, I think. So. Definitely, yeah. Well, yeah. I didn't get the Fox satellite thing, though. I don't... Mm, what was that? I watched Fox satellites. Uh, all right. Maybe it was the probe running. Uh, yeah, all right. Uh, if that's it, then uh, it's time to rate it. As usual, we rate on a scale of 1 to 7, 1 being absolute garbage, 7 being perfection. So, Alex, what would this be for you? Uh, this is going to be, uh, compared to regular TV, of course, this is a 7. But compared in the lexicon of The Simpsons... Uh, I'm gonna give it a six on the strength of if Barney and the and the jetpack, the monkey, uh, the two stellar uh, guest stars, Buzz Aldrin and James Taylor. It's a six all the way. Okay, I will give this a seven easily. Uh, this will be on my top ten <laughs> episodes of, of Simpsons. Well, that, but yeah seven uh, top ten probably all time review of Sim- uh, Simpsons so seven for me Scott yeah, easy seven for, for yeah. all Simpsons episodes uh, we went over all the, the gags in this that that uh, stand out even against the, the best of the Simpsons stuff so yeah seven <laughs> we got to mention that the rocket lands in <laughs> the news reporters convention yeah, yeah. <laughs> convenient yeah all right, I can't believe Scott gave. I mean, Alex gave us a six. Mm-hmm. Tough crowd. Yeah. All right. Well, it's time for Alex. No sports. No. Or we could do a crossover thing. Please. Yeah, we could do. Oh, that. Jesus! I thought we were ahead of schedule here. It's time to crossover. <laughs> Good save. Good save. Our crossover is since uh, this episode had. Two references to 2001 A Space Odyssey. We thought, let's do our top five, just in general, movie references that The Simpsons have done. So, my number five is a reference from T2. (laughs) When Homer wants to invite Flanders over to a game of mini golf. And Flanders, the whole Flanders family, just crash through the garage. And Homer starts chasing him with two putters. And he starts clinging onto the back like the (laughs) T-1000. Nettie, go faster! I can't! It's a Geo! <laughs> if anybody remembers those cars. I do. Uh. Yep. Alright, well, my number five is the exact same thing. <laughs> T2 chasing with golf clubs. 
just yeah, Homer running exactly like the T one thousand. He's gaining on us. Pretty good. Oh, even before then, when he go he comes through the uh, the hedge the head the wall hedge uh, yeah. plants. He just like T one thousands in and then backs out. Yeah, it's awesome. All right, Scott, number five. Number five is uh, Run Lola Run. Um, this is from I think this is from the oh yeah the Lingo episode. Yes, when it's like a bunch of vignettes. Uh, but at one point, the camera pans out, and you see Lisa running. She's got the red cap on. Um, it has like the kind of hip techno music. Um, it so for for those un, unaware, she so she I forget why she's running exactly. She's trying to get Lingo back, or no? She's trying to get to school in time for the science fair. Okay, because okay. she missed the bus. Okay, so. Um, yeah, really, really cool movie. Actually, I'm gonna put it on my list. Uh, really cool movie called Run Little Run, um, with uh, Frank Potente. Frank Potenta? I don't pronounce it. Anyway, um, that it's basically her running like the whole movie. Um, it's uh, very. I, I don't know if intense is the right word, but um, it, it's basically kind of nonstop like that. And that was a reference to that, and I really dug that. So yeah. Run the run. Number five. Nice. All right, Alex, number four. My number four is uh, the Sideshow Bob episode where he gets out of jail the first time. I think this is the second time Kelsey Grammer comes back as Sideshow Bob, and he's out of jail, and he wants revenge on uh, Bart. And the whole episode is just uh, an homage to uh, Cape Fear. Yep. With Robert De Niro, he's, he's like, he belts himself under the car, which of course in the movie is terrifying, but they show it a little bit more realistically in the in this cartoon show, going over speed bumps, <laughs> hitting his head. Oh, look, a cactus patch. Who wants to go through the cactus patch? <laughs> yeah, yeah. No. Two against one. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, they end up on the boat. And they float next to a brothel where all the cops are at. The the chainsaw gag. <laughs> yeah. Which I don't think yeah. has anything to do with, with Cape Fear specifically, but it's fucking <laughs> no. hilarious. But you want to see me do chainsaw hockey mask? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh, what am I thinking? <laughs> <laughs> Alright, uh, my number four is... I forgot the name of the episode. I don't know the name of the episode, but it's one where Homer gets committed to the psychiatric ward and he meets Michael Jackson, but it's also like the one flew over the cuckoo's nest (laughs) stuff. And you have, I forgot who, yeah, it was Chief, right? And he talks, it's about time someone asked me a question. (laughs) Hey dude, Chief, hello. (laughs) All the the doctors are like, oh my gosh, it's about time somebody reached out to me. Yeah, then once again, I saw this several years before I finally saw that movie. All of a sudden, I was like, holy shit! <laughs> Ripping out... Well, does he actually do that in the, the cartoon now? And I don't remember. Does he rip out the Yes, but not fountain? in this episode. That's later. Oh, okay. Uh, anyway, the one flew over the cuckoo's nest. One flew over the cuckoo's nest references mm-hmm. from the Michael Jackson episode specifically. All right, uh, Scott, number four. Number four, uh, it's a pretty obvious one, uh, Raiders of the Lost Ark. So, again, I don't remember the episode, but uh, it 
basically Bart it starts upstairs and Bart's running away from Homer and uh <laughs> Homer rolls down the, the stairs like like a boulder, a la uh Raiders of the Lost Ark. They go through the garage, um, just the gra- just before the garage door closes, Bart loses his hat and he has to reach under to pull it out again. Um and he gets on the school bus and then Homer stands on the front lawn with like a rake. What does he have? Mm-hmm. Uh, but he's basically like jumping up and down like like a like an Aboriginal uh, like tribal tribesman from uh, like deep in the heart of South America. Uh, it's funny. <laughs> it is because this is higher on my list. Yep. Jeff. Oh, we lost Jeff. Oops, I'm here. Sorry, I muted. Well, uh, yeah, was <laughs> Scott was talking. I'm out of here. <laughs> no, I was yeah, typing. I <laughs> no, I was typing. Uh, what's your number three, Alex? My number three is from uh, quite possibly my favorite Simpsons episode of all time, the Hank Scorpio episode. <laughs> good afternoon, good. Mr. Bunt. <laughs> Scorpio, you're totally mad. Do you expect me to talk? No, I expect you for you to die and for it to be a cheap funeral. You're going to die now. That's <laughs> <laughs> fantastic. And uh, Mr. Bunt almost pulls off a miraculous escape where he flips the coin into the laser. That was amazing. And he gasses everybody. <laughs> Stop him. He's supposed to die. <laughs> <laughs> and Homer just tackles him. And then Scorpio, not wanting to mess around this time, just has his goons just shoot him dead on the ground. <laughs> yeah, that was, that was probably the funniest part of that. Yeah. That was awesome. <laughs> Scorpio, you're totally mad. That's good. I almost want to move one of mine out for that, but I won't. But yeah, that's good. You expect me to die? You expect me to talk? I expect you to die. Don't be so... What does he say? <laughs> what? <laughs> I know. Draw a blank here. I wouldn't okay. point fingers, you jerk. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, good stuff. All right. Uh, my number three, and I... To be honest, this... So, my list, except for the T2, is all ones that I saw in The Simpsons before I saw the movies. And when I saw the movies, I was like, ah. And there's a bunch uh-huh. from this... <laughs> Oh, you got a salacious crumb from Galaxy's Edge? <laughs> I did not. Oh. But I, got, I bought you, almost everything else. Did you buy a lightsaber, Jeff? I did. Oh, right. Thanks for listening to last week's episode, Scott. Yeah. Well, I've been busy. <laughs> <laughs> we'll talk about it in the news section. But um, Citizen Kane is referenced a lot in um, The Simpsons. Oh. Yeah, I got a Citizen Kane one, too. Um, the this, the ones there's a couple with the rosebud and you know his sled and stuff like that. But the Mr. Burns, I forgot he's running for mayor. What's he running for in this episode? Where there's that wide shot with the big cane poster of, in this case, Burns. It's oh like, yeah, he's uh, running for governor. Yes, he's running for governor against uh, uh, another lady, Kodos. No, <laughs> that's the the Blinky episode where they feed him the three eyed fish. Okay, uh, just a bunch, just a bunch of little references that I remember. Like I don't remember the exact episodes. I just know that I, when I was watching Citizen Kane years later, I, was, I kept picking out the Simpsons references, and it was I always loved when that happened. And I know 
Actually, I just looked it up right now, and apparently there's uh, two whole minutes worth. If you just splice in every single Citizen Kane reference, if you could put a two-minute two movie uh, or a, a video of The Simpsons. I thought it was pretty cool. Mm-hmm. All right, Scott, number three. Number three is the Goldfinger stuff. All the Hank Scorpio. <laughs> nice. Yeah, the... <laughs> The the blade the coin flip was rad, but yeah, just him getting mowed down gruesomely, <laughs> very unbond esque. Uh, nice work, Homer. <laughs> yeah, when you get home, there's going to be another story on your house. <laughs> uh, Talk with a loafer at work today. <laughs> <laughs> the aftermath. Yeah. Oh, My God. nose is so stuffed up, I can't even taste Mom's delicious boiled celery. Right. So yeah, Goldfinger, number three. Oh, Scorpio might be my favorite episode. I'm not I know. sure. Yeah, I think so too. All right, Alex, number two. My number two is the Citizen Kane reference. But this one was when they do the whole song and dance number. When one of the guys is retiring and he's like, I got something. And Smithers is like, I got something special planned. He starts going into the number. There is a man. A man who's greater, worth as goes across the land. You know his name. It's Mr. Burns instead of the guy that's actually retiring. Uh, that one's gold. <laughs> I still haven't seen Citizen Kane. I should get on that. So you put it on your list. Yeah, I know. Was a Citizen and a Kane? What one do you need to know? Yeah, I know. <laughs> I've seen it once or twice, and I always thought it was overrated, but I'm willing to try it again. All right, uh, my number two. This is uh another one that I saw first and hits uh Don Homer <laughs> when Homer's <laughs> pretending to be the or is imagining himself being the Don and walking through town with a donut in his hand. Yeah, it's a good donut. <laughs> yeah. yeah. He's dreaming. Yeah. yeah. And uh yeah, that's my first introduction to Godfather. I didn't realize that it's you know it's the scene from godfather 2 and it's not any of the corleones that he's mimicking but when i thought that's what the godfather was and then when i saw the godfather i was like hey there's those simpsons references and then <laughs> i saw godfather 2 and i was like ah oh. what do you mean uh so yeah it's a good donut molto <laughs> bene so don homer my number two scott number two is crocodile dundee <laughs> uh one of one of the, again more oft quoted things from the whole of the Simpsons. The <laughs> that's not a knife. This is a knife. That's not a knife. It's a spoon. Oh, I see you've I see you've played knifey spoony before. <laughs> and just oh, the whole episode is fucking great. That would be a top ten episode yeah, for me too. Uh, but the uh, just the whole take on Australia. They call the prime minister. He's out in the middle of some fucking pond, like in an tube. <laughs> naked in an inner tube. Yeah, there's so many great gags in that episode. The 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 water flushing the other way. Um, <laughs> Homer jumping back and forth on the gate to the embassy, <laughs> and getting punched in the face by the marine. Uh, <laughs> the big beers. Yeah. The. <laughs> oh, I thought beer it, it be... is. I thought it would be big. <laughs> Coffee, beer. Beer it is. <laughs> C-O-B-E. <laughs> and then, I don't, I don't know, like, I, I think every time I see the episode, like, find something new to 
not my favorite, but the... I'd have called it a Chazwaza. We're <laughs> <laughs> going bullfrogs. What? That's an old name? Yeah, but the, the whole knifey spoony. <laughs> it's such a dumb joke. Fucking <laughs> gold. Yeah, right out of Crocodile Bunny. Number two. Nice. All right, mm-hmm. Alex, number one. My number one is the Raiders of the Lost Ark sequence. That's the beginning of the uh, episode where Milhouse falls in love with something stanky. I forget her first name, but it was a new girl. And uh, yeah, at the beginning, he's going. Bart is carefully <laughs> stepping around a bunch of like dirty laundry and stuff. So as not to make noise when he's grabbing for Homer's <laughs> Homer's uh, jar of change, <laughs> it's all glinting in the in the sunlight and everything through the window. As <laughs> so he snatches it, Homer comes out of the bathroom in just his underwear. Why you little? <laughs> and then the chase starts. They go down the stairs. Homer rolls down like a ball, like Scott said. And then there's Maggie with a dart gun <laughs> shooting darts at Bart, and they're going. They're barely missing him, and Bart like. Uh, slides under the table, uh, under a table, and then <laughs> when Homer's about to catch him, Bart actually jumps onto the coffee table, goes up to the fan, and goes around. <laughs> Homer's like, "What the?" And he falls over, and that's when he finally makes his way into the garage and slides, barely slides under, in classic indie fashion, grabs his hat. <laughs> he makes it onto the bus and even tips his hat just like, <laughs> like he's on the airplane. Uh, it was it's fantastic. It's like yeah. almost a shot-for-shot shot remake. It's incredible. Pretty good. Pretty good. Mm-hmm. Uh, was <laughs> was he like... when pin clicky? Yeah. I wasn't a pin. It was a piece of plastic. Sorry. Um, <laughs> when, isn't it when the bus is driving away, he's like, rawr, rawr, like the tribes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. All right. Uh, my number one is... And this is not so much a movie. It was not... Subtle or at all? It was the the Planet of the Apes, the musical. Yeah. <laughs> I don't mention. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, once great. again, I saw this before I saw Planet of the Apes. I thought uh, Doctor Zayas was a good guy because he loves him at the end, but he's not really a good guy. <laughs> no, I found out. I love you, Doctor Zayas. <laughs> yeah, I thought he was a good guy because of this movie, and he's not. Doctor Zayas is a dick. Um, but just the other musical. <laughs> Can I play the piano anymore? But of, of course, course you, you can. can't. But I couldn't before. <laughs> they really made a monkey. <laughs> we really made a monkey. <laughs> Every ape I know from chimpanzee, chimpanzee. Doctor Zeus, Doctor Zeus. So good. <laughs> Yeah, that episode might have the greatest line of all time with sleeping with the fishes. He sleeps with the fishes. (laughs) I thought Uh, you said he was dead. No, I said he sleeps with the fishes. You see, (laughs) oh Tony, no. (laughs) Yeah, that one actually isn't Joe Mantegna. What? In that episode, because it was just one line, so they didn't bring him in for that one. Okay. Yeah. All right, Scott, what's your number one? Number one is the Cape Fear episode. Okay. Uh, <laughs> just the the whole idea behind that. And, uh, moving out of the houseboat. I, Alex pretty broke it down pretty well. But the, yeah. 
Uh, the tattoos. What, what do the tattoos on his hands say? Love and hate, but since, you know, Simpson's hands only have yeah. uh, three fingers and a thumb, it's H-A with the line at the top <laughs> for the correct pronunciation and a T for hate. Oh, man. But don't you have a tattoo that says die, bot, die? <laughs> oh, that's German for the part. The. <laughs> <laughs> No one who speaks German could be an evil man. <laughs> Parole granted. <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> so fucking good. Yeah, that's a good one. And I, I didn't put that on my list, but that's definitely another one I saw before I saw the movie. <laughs> yeah. That's yeah, number one. Keep you. All right. Uh, uh, honorable mentions, anybody? Honorable mention. It's uh, <laughs> too fucking many. Uh, Pulp Fiction. <laughs> that was in the vignette episode. Yeah, it looks like. Hey, I know you. Couple of flies. <laughs> Zed. Uh, that and the Untouchables. When when Homer has the board or not Homer, uh, Mr. Burns has the boardroom meeting, and they try to reenact the scene from the Untouchables where he takes the baseball bat, where <laughs> Al Capone takes the baseball bat to the back of the dude's head, but because <laughs> Mr. Burns is so weak, <laughs> just uh, <laughs> just barely taps him. <laughs> I love it. He's like, Mr. Burns, what are you doing? Giving you the thrashing of a lifetime. <laughs> <laughs> Smithers, <laughs> dispose of the corpse and send the widow a ham. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah, those three. And Planet of the Apes. Uh, the Natural, that's a good one. Yep. Yeah, Wonderbat. Wonderbat. Uh, uh, there's just too many. <laughs> the mighty robots from Battlestar Galactica versus the gay robots from Star Wars. I'm here to tell you about Sprint. <laughs> <laughs> um, back to the uh, uh, the the Pulp Fiction episode. Another one of the greatest jokes ever was when Lisa gets gum in her hair, and Marge <laughs> goes, "Are you sure it's not soap?" <laughs> that washes right out. <laughs> God damn it! Chewing gum, chewing gum's got to be chewed out. <laughs> All right, then, just uh... freeze it with an ice cube and then smash it with a hammer. <laughs> we done here? Time for Alex? No uh, sports? Jeez, yeah. I'm Alex and I like sports. Sports ball. <clears throat> Women's. World Cup soccer, <laughs> Scott damn killing it. Oh, uh, yeah? Yeah, it's not a joke. It's just they are. <laughs> it's unbelievable. The first game, who was the first game against? Uh, Shanghai, Singapore? Thailand, I think. Thailand. 13 to 0. Jeebus H. Alex, we, we get it. You don't know anything about sports. You don't need to make shit up. <laughs> I know. I wish I was making this up. No, no, that's That okay. was amazing. And everyone is disappointed when they went went up against Chile, and it was only three zero. It's like, oh come on. So the funny thing is that uh, at least for I don't know how it works exactly, but there's a goal, goal differential thing that you can get by on if like the the pool you're in if it's it's tied that is certain things, and mm-hmm. they pretty much just locked up the goal differential. <laughs> yeah, right off the bat with that. So. I think for the next game they they put their second tier. Uh, they didn't put any of their starters in for Chile, right? Because why? <laughs> no, they put their starters. They pretty much want to embarrass them. Too. God bless those girls. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. Is Hope Solo still playing? No. Oh. A little too much baggage. I think. Mm-hmm. I don't think mm-hmm. she is. I don't know. I, I have no now idea. That you, now that you say that, I would have said no, but much. Yeah, but those, right, so but that... those women are kicking ass. It's good. Hell yeah. Yep. It's time for Nim News. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It was yeah. Okay. Uh, so I didn't even realize this until I flipped on Netflix last night, but the third season of Jessica Jones is out. Oh, shit. Yep, so I, I watched the first couple episodes of that. Uh, you know, enjoyable. I, I liked uh, the first season more than the second season. Um, and uh, stuff starts happening right off the bat. Um, now, I was surprised with these Netflix shows for, for the Marvel stuff how much stuff they give the side characters to do. And, yeah. you know, I don't even know if these some of these characters are even in the comics. Um, but they get a lot to do. They get a lot of meaty stuff. Um, and, yeah, it's the same thing right off the bat with this, too. Um, with um, uh, Trinity's character. <laughs> um, Hogarth. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, she's got a lot of meaty stuff, too act in uh, I don't remember the, the, the dude's name that started off as the heroin addict uh, but he's already got a lot of stuff to do um, Patsy uh, what's her name in her life yeah. but anyways her, her sister's getting a lot she's getting a lot obviously um, so yeah this is going to be it I think for the, for the MCU for the, well at least for the Marvel I don't know if it's MCU but the, the Marvel stuff on Netflix now that Disney's got that thing going. Yeah. Uh, but anyways, Jessica Jones is out. Um, and then speaking of other sci-fi fantasy comic books, Marvel, uh, Dark Phoenix came out. I don't know if we talked about this last time I was on, because I was gone in last week's episode. Nope. Uh, but it is pretty much bombed, domestically anyway. <laughs> yeah. Um, I mean, it's still made over $200 billion in, internationally. Uh, you know, that's probably not enough to make the money back yet? I don't know. Uh, But yeah, not doing good. Not doing good for me, as it's uh, in my movie pool. (laughs) Uh, So that's, yeah, that kind of sucks. Yeah, I think think this is the death knell for the the current incarnation of uh, uh, X-Men. X-Men. Yeah, I don't think that's really a a hot take uh, now now that Disney owns it all again. Um, yeah, it feels like I haven't seen it yet, but by all accounts, it's kind of gone out with a whimper here. Uh, just too bad because there were some good things to build on. Um, James McAvoy and Fassbender, Michael Fassbender as Magneto and Professor X, uh, definitely, yeah. definitely serviceable. Yeah. They were great. Um, you know, I you know, doesn't have Hugh Jackman anymore, so that's kind of loses a lot of its draw. Um, and it's just a bunch of the, the kids, I guess. Uh, you have the guy from uh, Ready Player One is Cyclops. Uh, you got Sansa as Jean Grey. Mm-hmm. And after that, I don't know. Uh, I guess Jessica, Chance, Jessica Chastain's in it, playing in kind of albino. Oh, Jennifer Lawrence, too. Oh, J-Law. Yeah, she's in it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but her character's always been kind of... Yeah, for me. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, that that's not doing great. Um, and speaking of movies that aren't doing great, 
So wait, before you leave this, so what are your guys' thoughts on that? Like the first, like first class and Days of Future Past. So, and... uh, first class was okay. Um, you know, again, it, the best parts were Fassbender and McAvoy and Roseburn. Mm-hmm. Um, the, the younger mutants, eh. Uh, I mean, the, the Nicholas Holt is is okay as the the Beast. Uh, Hank Hank McCoy. Um, <laughs> Better than Kelsey Grammer. <laughs> yeah, that's kind of weird. Um, the so Days of Future Past again is almost good. <laughs> yeah, it's okay, but yeah, I didn't think it was anything too special. Yeah. Um, the apocalypse. Apocalypse is fucking terrible. Um, there were moments for me. Yes. With Magneto in the forest with his family, I thought that was real cool. Yeah, that that part was good. I mean, all these movies the have quick, some some good stuff. In them. Yeah, the Quicksilver scenes in a lot, yeah. in a couple of the movies. Yeah, he's, really he kind of stole the, the show there. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's was, it was funny now. Like the one thing that um, you know when they had the Quicksilver analog in um, the Avengers MCU wasn't nearly as good or as imaginative. Yeah. Um, certainly. Both of them are way better than what they did with the Flash in the Justice League movie. Um, but uh, so what, what? We're missing one. What's the? I don't think so. No, First Class, Days of Future Past, and uh, Apocalypse. Age of Apocalypse. Yeah. What's and the? This new Dark Phoenix. I'm, I'm There's Wolverine crazy. movies sprinkled in there, but they were not really part. Am I crazy? Of it. Which yeah. which is the one? Is it Days of Future Past? That's right. Yeah, I, fuck, I forgot all about the, the time travel mechanic, even though it's in the, in the title. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so yeah, Patrick Stewart and uh, Ian McKellen are there as their old selves. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. I love the end of that movie. Sorry, I, 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 when they well, when all the old characters show up, when you see. Jean Grey and uh, Cyclops, you know, from the original X, X-Men X2 movies. Yeah. I thought that was really cool. Yeah. That was fun, yeah. It didn't go anywhere yeah. with it, but... Yeah, then they erased no. all that again. Yeah. yeah. Like I said, most of these movies I love for moments. Not just that they're good movies, just the moments of them. <laughs> and which I've mentioned in the past, although I've fallen behind, I haven't, of any comics, I haven't read more X-Men than anything lately. Although it's been a while. So, so when eventually they get into the, the next phase, uh, or phase five or whatever, um, at this point they they have to if they if they do reboot they they kind of have to like do you keep Fassbender and McAvoy assuming they want to would want to do it? No. I mean, I would hope so. Because yeah, they're not the problem. They but but they won't. They'll just be they'll cast yeah, all different. I mean, there was be. nothing wrong with Stewart and uh, Gandalf, but yeah. just change it up. Well, I mean, well, there's reason because they wanted to, to show like the the origins of everything, so they had to be. I guess that's it. true. But, but uh, I hope it just starts off like uh, Spider-Man, where he's just, "Hey, he's Spider-Man." Spider-Man. Done. Everybody knows how he got his powers. He's yeah. He's I, going out and he's being Spider-Man. I think they should do this, and I think they they kind of are doing this. Like, just let uh, X-Men and Fantastic Four just sit there for a year or two. Let people forget. <laughs> About it, yeah, maybe bring yeah. in a Reed Richards or a, a Professor X, but like only in passing, like not a big thing. And then 
start bringing the stuff in. I think that'll be cool. But yeah, you just gotta let it just get away. Just just bring in, mm-hmm. do your sequels, do your new Black Widow movie. Do there's another one. I don't know if Scott's gonna talk about this. Wait, they they kind of released their list, I think. I for so, it leaked. So I have not looked at it yet because I don't know if I want to. But which is really silly of me because it's not like there's literally gonna be years. <laughs> But then I'm gonna have to like hold off and looking at it. But yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Like, to to what Jeff's saying, like I, I feel like some kind of list has been leaked like every week for the last like month or two <laughs> uh, about what's coming out next. So I haven't looked at. It. I know certain things were coming. Yeah, like Jeff said, the uh, Black Widow, um, the the martial arts one is that. Uh, I can't remember the name. Shang Chi. Oh, yeah. yeah. Um. And then yeah, you know. There's going to be a single. Oh, the, that guy that owns the Golden Dragon restaurant? Yes. There's going to be the... Eternals? <laughs> Eternals, that's right. That's pretty much in the works already. Um, I wonder how that fits into the whole thing. Yeah, the whole canon, or if that's its own thing. Because, mm-hmm. like, Thanos is supposed to be an Eternal. At least in the comics. So, yeah. we'll, we'll see. And then, you know, there's going to be a Black Panther 2. Because it made all the money. Alright. There'll be a Doctor Strange 2. There'll be a Guardians 3. There'll be an Ant-Man 3. Captain Marvel 2. Yep. So there'll be all, all these sequels. Um, which yeah. brings me to the, to the next thing I want to talk about. So Dark Phoenix is a sequel. And it bombed. Um, Men in Black International. I, I don't know. It's fair to say that it bombed, but it didn't do great. Um, I have not seen this one either. Um... I feel like the marketing for this one, they kind of gave up on. So there's not been much for this thing. Uh, Hot take. All the Men in Black movies suck. Okay. Yeah. I've never liked the first one's the best, and I never really liked it. I like so. the first one. Um, second one, it's like 80 minutes long, so God bless it. <laughs> <laughs> um, I did not see the third one. Um I mean, it's very fun concept. It's a very fun concept, so I can see why it caught on. Uh, but yeah, that that came out. It's got a great cast. Um, it's got Thor, Valkyrie, <laughs> teamed up once again. <laughs> yeah, uh, Liam Neeson. Liam Neeson's. Uh, yeah, Liam Neeson. Uh, but yeah, not doing great. You know, I I wonder if this is just finally a sign of, hey, it's not enough to just like make a sequel yeah. like it's not automatic yeah. if, if if it was huge before if you just bring it back I mean probably not that's probably a dumb thing for me to say but you know, no, it depends on the franchise but yeah maybe maybe all these big studio movies will be like hey, maybe we need something original again and then yeah, we can make sequels out of that whatever mm-hmm. that new thing is yeah, that probably won't be the case because um, again um, the MCU is kind of fucked <laughs> These temple action movies for for foreseeable future, um, where you've got to build on shit now. That's that's the formula. Mm-hmm. No one's gonna have the balls to, to break away from that. Although I mean, we still get fun stuff. I like I, I like John Wick three. Um, you know, I obviously love all the Marvel stuff. Um, so we'll we'll see what happens. Uh, so but yeah, Black, Men in Black International came out not doing great. Um, you had another sequel that is not. Too hot. I guess Secret Life of Pets, another sequel, not doing great. Uh, I guess the, the real test here will be um, Toy Story 4 when that comes out. 
But I'm pretty sure that's gonna make a bajillion. Yeah, that's gonna be. Yeah. That's gonna be second right behind the Avengers. Stupid Forky. Uh, so there's that, and then finally, uh, one for some reason, um, Justin Bieber is calling out Tom Cruise. Uh, <laughs> Justin Bieber wants to. Nobody fucking needs ya. <laughs> you wanna know why? I'll tell you why. Cause you're a little cunt. <laughs> What's that from? <laughs> My friend Kevin Smith. Okay. <laughs> So yeah, Justin Bieber wants to fight Tom Cruise, uh, and he's a hoosery. Yeah, so so the debate's been going on for like for like ever since this this tweet happened. Like, oh, who would win? Oh, that's that's the dumbest question I've ever heard. Like, Tom Cruise would wreck him. Like, let, let's just start with the fact that Tom Cruise is old man strength. Right. Like right off the bat, he's got the edge for that. Well, um, he's got those Thetan powers. Yeah, yeah say he's half alien or something. He's so. got a super strong grip. He was a world class, well, not world class, but he was a, was a division one or two wrestler, like all state wrestler. He was actually a really good wrestler in high school, college. No one's sure of that part of it, but yeah. So he knows how to wrestle. Um, he's an excellent climber. He's got old man strength. He's broken all kinds of shit, so he's willing to take a beating. I'm I'm guessing Beaver's not, based on all. Everything that I've seen. Who knows? But, uh, yeah, my money's on Cruise. Um, all that said, it'd be awesome if it actually happened. <laughs> <laughs> I'm all for mm-hmm. these celebrity fights, because why not? I would pay to see that. Yeah. Celebrity deathmatch. It doesn't have to be necessarily, like, a celebrity that I don't like fighting. I just want to know, like, okay, Keanu Reeves seems like he's kind of a badass. You know, he does all these this training for movies. What if he fights another guy that does training for movies? Granted, it would have to be, like, another dude that's, like, in his 50s. Otherwise, you know, not going to be too fair. Like Dave Bautista. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> totally fair fight. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, just a, a little bit of uh, entertainment news there. Beaver V. Cruise. Uh, yeah, and that's basically all I wanted to talk about. Uh, Alex, anything you wanted to mention? Besides, yeah. Besides the fact that we're done with E3s from 2019? Uh, I wasn't going to talk about that. Okay. There's lots of video game talk. Maybe I'll save for next week. Yeah. Uh, One of my favorite books of all time, quite possibly my favorite, Good Omens, as a TV show on Amazon Prime. And I was hesitant. On on, on what? Amazon Prime. Okay. I was hesitant, but it's got an awesome cast. Neil Gaiman, who is uh, one of the co-authors of the book, is the showrunner, and it does not disappoint even if you don't, if you haven't read the book or anything, I recommend the show. It is amazing. They do the book justice. They brought it to life brilliantly so far, and I'm looking forward to watching the rest of the series. Yep, Michael Sheen, David Tennant. Uh, yep, just to bring that machine. David Tennant to bring that back. Uh, villain of season one of Jessica Jones. Mm-hmm. Kilgrave. Yeah. Uh, anything else? Yeah. yeah, I watched the. Nope. Part of the first episode. I need to go back to to finish that out. Oh, yeah, you do. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, my computer's way over there. I can't hit the link yet. I'll just yeah, I don't read it till later. All right. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I don't have much news other than I I went back to Galaxy's Edge. Went back to Batu. You son of a bitch. 
<laughs> um, still no stormtroopers out at night. I guess they hide at night, and I'm wondering if it's because they can't see out of their masks. I don't know. But uh, didn't see a single stormtrooper. Uh, this time, Ray was walking around a lot. So Ray and Chewie were walking around, but no stormtroopers. Um, I got to pilot the Falcon again. Uh, did much better this time, knowing what to do. It, I didn't get as nauseous. <laughs> and I uh, emptied my pocketbook. So let's hear some sound effects here. <laughs> yeah, Kyber Crystal. Got a holocron. Let's listen to it. Oh shit, I turned it off. <laughs> <laughs> this is great radio. Uh-huh. I am a manifestation of the force. A force that consists of two parts. Living beings generate the living force, which in turn powers the wellspring that is the cosmic force. There you go. That's I have a green uh Kyber crystal in here, so you get a lot of uh Qui-Gon Jin. Liam Neeson's. Oh nice. He talks about the midichlorians a lot. It's kind of lame. Um, <laughs> did you, so, yeah. so did you? Sorry, did you? Did you pick out the green, or did you black box it? Because uh, I've heard, black bo- or black box isn't the right term, but I've, but I've heard <laughs> if you like, you can pick what color you want, or what kind of sorry, what kind of kyber crystal you want. But if you do like a like a blind box, they'll just grab one for you, and there's a chance that you'll get like a black one or one that's like got gold stuff like wines in it or something sounds fucking awesome sounds like a total waste of money because you're probably not gonna get the thing that you want but still mm-hmm. yeah no i got uh when i built my lightsaber which i talked about last week i got a blue crystal in it and then when i went back this time i just bought a separate green crystal so now my lightsaber can be blue or green and then mm. if you put the crystal in the holocron it'll like without anything in there it's young obi-wan talking with the green one it's uh liam neeson talking and if it's uh, the, the blue one, it's old Obi-Wan talking. Guess I got to collect all 12 to fair. <laughs> I think mm-hmm. so, Jeff. Have Sam Jackson. Is, in between... I want to hear Sam Jackson say motherfucker through my holocron. I wonder <laughs> if that's going to happen. I want to hear Captain uh, Panaka. Hudson okay. <laughs> Gangsters. Blowing the shit out of some windows. Um, what, what, <laughs> Jeff, so... Sorry, was it, were there other things that you? Picked oh up? yeah, okay. I built. Uh, uh, Laura and I built an R two unit. Okay. So we did the build a droid thing. It's pretty cool. I don't know if I ever play with it again, but how, it's pretty nice. How big is it? Uh, it's about a foot tall, foot and a half tall, maybe. Okay. And uh, so yeah, you picked your body. You could build an R two or BB eight. Um, we built R two, and then you can you get to pick the colors and the style of head. Like you can do a dome head, or you can do a. A point head or like the, the R five. There's different heads and there's clear ones, not clear ones, colors, all that. And then the so this is really cool. When you're in the land, it they interact with other droids and the environment. Oh, that's awesome! <laughs> I didn't know about yeah. that. Yeah, and so if you get it, they get for free. You get a cardboard carrying like that's like a cage almost, a cardboard box, and you carry it around and do stuff. But what they really want you to do is to buy the backpack. And then it kind of sits on your back and it, it's out and it'll just start doing cool stuff. <laughs> but uh, the coolest thing was, so I got it. We went immediately inside. We got to go inside the cantina again. We got our drinks. And as I was leaving, all of a sudden he started beeping like crazy and the wall started going crazy. 
they had the damn droid detector outside the cantina and it started going off because I had the droid there. <laughs> <laughs> I nerded out so bad. I was like, oh my god! <laughs> um, that is cool. So yeah, that was cool. Um, what else? I So I got that. Um... Uh, it's remote control, but I also got something else here. Hold on. I got to turn it on. Did you get? Yeah, I decided get, I'm not going back for like another year. Did you get some yub nub? I... <laughs> some yub nub. Mm hmm. <laughs> gabble, 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 gabble. What the hell? What, what is it exactly? Gabble, <laughs> <laughs> it's like a plush tauntaun okay, okay. squeeze okay. talks yeah, i was wondering if it was like a figurine or something okay uh, is it like a little coin purse and it has a zipper and a lightsaber keychain <laughs> that you pull it down to open the coin purse no but the way you find the control to turn it on and off yeah you have to open up his belly and to find <laughs> it so Whoa. i gotta get a little old uh action figure to put luke in there <laughs> mm-hmm I gotta turn them off. Hold on. <laughs> gobble, gobble. So anyway, second time was just as fun. Um, it's still a lot to do, and like that cantina reservation is kind of a pain in the ass, but still fun. So, had, so you guys probably went all went over this all last week, but yeah. So, so pretty soon there's like you can just go without a reservation. Um, yeah, correct. the twenty third or the twenty fourth is when it opens up to the public. Okay, so so then how does the cantina reservation work? Or is that well, going to be? Or is that not going to be a thing either? I don't know how it's going to work when that happens. But right now, when you go into the park, you get in this long ass line, and then uh, you go up. You finally go through, and you put your name in or whatever. And then they just okay. Well, it's about two hours or three hour wait. We'll text you or message you when it's ready. So I don't know. Like well, we we had we did the eight p.m. to midnight shift, and we got in. That was the first thing we did. We were there like at eight ten, and they're like, "Well, you may or may not get in." And our reservation we didn't get in until like eleven fifteen. Whew. Yeah. Damn. So I I don't know how it's gonna work with the public. The one thing I, I think I maybe mentioned it during the episode where the virtual queue thing is now, they've announced it. So once it goes public. They're not just going to let everybody in the Disney into the Star Wars land. If it starts getting too crowded, they're going to block people off. You can add yourself to a virtual queue. You can walk around and explore the park. And when it's your time, you'll get messaged or whatever, and then you can go into the park, into the land. Okay, and they should do that for all the rides. Yeah, I'm sure, I'm sure this is an experiment, and then they'll. See if it works. It, it, yeah, it's kind of like a fast pass, but not because it's not for a ride. It's for a right, land. right. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, I think that's it. Like I said I had a lot of fun. Uh, all of a sudden, at the end, I started buying everything. <laughs> so, 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 Jeff, uh, in well into four digits as far as the amount of credits you spent. No, 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 not that much. Just the lightsaber was two hundred. The droid was a hundred, and the other stuff. So maybe. 400 tops, 500 at the most. Okay. And I got gift cards for my birthday, actually. So some of this I didn't even have to pay uh, for. Cool. Cool. Yeah. So I did want to get, at the very end, I was going to get the Slacious Chrome, and they were all out. <laughs> and I was actually happy. Hot item. Well, <laughs> yeah. well Alex bought like 12 of them, so. <laughs> I wish. Uh, got the drink out of a 
thermal detonator diet coke got the blue <laughs> milk again uh ate the the weird popcorn and the the bronto burger we still didn't eat in the restaurant though that was the one thing we forgot to do oh yeah i know you said that was good i wanted we yeah. wanted to do it too and we're like well let's not do it right away let's wait and the next thing you know we were done <laughs> yeah um all right that's all i got so anything else um nope uh just other than like i said e3 was this week um but we'll talk more about the video games later um loosely um just real quick uh microsoft announced their new console um project scarlet um they gave some specs for it it basically is going to be like four times more powerful than the x is right now and which, which is kind of in line with what sony stuff what sony's ps5 is going to be stuff from that has kind of been released um but no solid information on either console and then expect them in the holiday season next year um, as far as the video games so one second for the new console is it still that or their philosophy is you don't have to all the old games will still work and you can use your yeah, old controllers so, so yes, and I all think, that I stuff think both have confirmed that backwards compatibility with controllers i don't know about that but uh yeah all your games should work so microsoft right now is doing this like uh i have a term for it but the like game pass Basically, the idea is if you buy the game, you can then play it on PC. You can play it on the Xbox One. You can play it on the Xbox oh, One yeah. X. Yeah, yeah. You play it on the next thing. So it should work across all platforms. I think that's where they're shooting for. Whereas Sony, I you know they don't have quite they don't have PC, so um, it might be more like, well, all your PS4 games work on the PS5. And your Vio. Yeah, your Sony Vio. Vio. Yes, yes. See, so those are coming. You know, they're going to be oh, powerful. I think this might be the last. Sorry, sorry, I didn't mean to talk so much about this, but I think this might be the last generation of uh, video game consoles, other than Nintendo, maybe, to really have any kind of physical media um, to to be consumed. Yeah. So, you know, because because GameStop is not doing so hot, um, which just leaves like the big box stores, and you know, right now like. The whole like Blu-ray set, even Blu-rays seem like they're not doing that great. You were walking to like a Best Buy or Fry's or something like that, and the section for that is like pretty small these days. Uh, yeah, it's really for like audio and video files who want that. Right, right. So I mean, yeah. there's still a market for it, but it's not like before where it was like, oh, it's like half of the store, a quarter of the store. Um, mm-hmm. You know, like right now, like most of the games that I've purchased over the last couple of years have been digital. Um, so. so it sucks with digital but it's the same thing with disc it just takes forever to install but the disc do the same thing these days where you plug it in I got a new game I'll play it in three hours yeah it can it can yeah. suck um, yeah even with the disc you still gotta fucking install uh, but yeah mm-hmm. um, I know Microsoft has some kind of mojo um, that I've seen in action um, where the, you can install shit super fast but I don't think it's ready for. It's not like for, it's not public facing just yet. Um, so maybe that'll be a thing when the new console hits. Yeah. Um, but yeah, but they're talking about like 8K, 120 frames per second. <laughs> 8K, Jesus Christ! Yeah, yeah I know. Uh, so everybody has to, like. So my 4K TV that I I bought less than a year ago will be obsolete by then. Um, mm-hmm. So yeah, that, that's all coming as far as the games themselves. 
Um, you know, I'm looking forward to Cyberpunk. I'm sorry, Keanu Reeves 2077. Yeah. Uh, you know, new Pokemon's coming, new Fire Emblem's coming. Um, that's that's it for the, the the really big stuff. It's kind of a quiet year. Like, there's no Sony at E3 this year. Uh, Microsoft's already doing their own thing. Uh, EA and Activision aren't a part of it. So, um, anyway. Yeah, talk, maybe talk more about it next week. Uh, yeah, that's that's all. Let's talk about it. All right, uh, just before I leave, I just want to say this Holocron's cool, but I also think it might summon po- uh, Pinhead. There's <laughs> <laughs> cube when I'm turning these things, and I'm not, I'm scared, so I'm not going to stop playing with it. Jesus wept. <laughs> all right, thanks for listening, everybody. We at Hans Shop First would like to thank you for listening and supporting the podcast. We would love to hear from you, so feel free to contact us on Facebook and Twitter at Hans Shop First. Also, please leave us a review on iTunes. Reviews are greatly appreciated and help us get more exposure. Once again, thanks for listening and supporting the podcast. <laughs>